Hello and you're very welcome to Kaleido Feature, our first podcast. My name is Leoba Petrie. And I'm Ani Gallagher. And today we are going to talk to our first featured artist, Dermot Dunn, and our first commissioned composer, Sean Doherty. Here we go. Zoom the there phone. we are, yeah. Okay, I got you. Hi! Hi! Hello! <laughs> we did it. So, this is Kaleidoscope Night's first Kaleido feature, and um, our guest artist, our first guest artist for this, is Dermot Dunn. And I invited Dermot to come and curate his own Kaleidoscope Night. And this has led us down the most beautiful little musical path and journey. Dermot has come back with this absolutely stellar programme and I'm really excited to share it with everybody. When you invited me, I thought first of all, you know what, I'm going to put myself right at the centre of this and be very uh, shameless about that fact because I thought there are so many musicians that I work with in Ireland who come from various different backgrounds and different styles and I just thought it would be a great opportunity to uh, have a, a variety show in the olden days they used to call them I suppose with all these wonderful musicians. One of the first ones that I thought of was the band Lundfredia which I used to play with about 10 years ago. That's um, That was a band that together with Ariel Hernandez we set up um, around about 2008 uh, we played a lot of concerts together and then we expanded the duo into a quintet with Maliki Robinson on bass and Joanna Petko on violin and we had Frank Vidal on percussion. He went back to live in Argentina about 10 years ago so we haven't had any opportunity to play since then. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to invite him back and maybe have a tour out of that. So that was the original plan but then of course everything changed with the you know situation over the last year. But then when you said we could try recording him in Argentina and then we record our parts while listening to him and it just sounded all very cool and so that's what we did so we have a virtual reunion and we play some of our old favorite tunes from way back 10 years ago so then Farfront Trio um, and I play with Maliki Robinson again on bass and Catherine Hunk on violin in this trio and we love to play music of all different styles and uh, actually I think the three pieces that we're going to play in this Kaleidoscope event shows that so we're playing um, a medley of Russian gypsy tunes we're playing a new composition by Sean Doherty, Raw Dawn and we're also playing a song with Mary Coughlin. And then I had recently performed with Martin Tourish, who is a fabulous accordionist. He plays with Alton, of course, um, a trad musician. But he also studied classical accordion with me about 12, 13, 14 years ago, maybe a long while back, in, uh, as it was then, DIT now, TU Dublin. He really did very well as a classical accordionist on that course as well as playing trad and so he has that very kind of um, diverse aspect to his career and we both love the Goldberg Variations we're both huge fans of that um, iconic recording by Glenn Gould 
Which year? Which year do you prefer? Oh, the later one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I can eighty early eighty three or something, something early like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's all fantastic, but that one is the the, the desert island disc, you know. Mm. So we we thought, well, let's try some of the Goldbergs. In fact, we were going to do a selection of Baroque music, and the reason for that was that most Baroque pieces are actually dance tunes. They're dance rhythms from that time, of course. Uh, so you have jigs, you have uh, dances like Alamand, which are a little bit like an Irish reel. And I just thought, you know, given his background in playing Irish traditional dance tunes and the connection with Baroque dance tunes, it would be a good match. So we focused and said, let's just do the Goldbergs. In fact, we can't fit all of them in. It takes 70 minutes to play the whole thing. So we just have a selection. We have 10 of them and we do them without the repeats so that we could get them into our allotted time, you know. But I think next year the plan is that we will do the whole thing, you know, repeats and all and make make an event of it. And uh, so. And I was going to ask, how did you and Martin meet? So like you met in college and you actually, st- you did you study, you studied together? Like well, you he the was same, a student yeah. of mine. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. I see. Okay. He approached me. He wanted to have some lessons with me and we just started um, knowing that I was not a triad player, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there you go. And a few years later, he was playing the, the Chacon uh, from Bach's Violet Partita, arranged by Bassoni for piano and rearranged for accordion. So uh, really made, you know, massive strides in just four short years. And of course, all that training in Baroque probably helped him th- with the speed of the trad music he was playing in Donegal as well. Oh, yeah, he can move his fingers fast. That's for sure. Some of the, uh, I think Glenn Gould would even be quite would raise an eyebrow at some of the speeds we played the variations uh, of this recording. Yes, I think so. Radan. Yeah, I haven't heard it pronounced yet, but yeah. <laughs> I think okay. it's Radan, yeah. Yeah, Radan. Yeah. And in Donegal, they don't use the fadas, so oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, so I say yeah. Radan, but I think it's down here as Radan. <laughs> is a piece um, which Sean was commissioned by Kaleidoscope for the Farflung Trio and this was the first recording, the first performance of it and actually it's the very first commission for the Farflung Trio. Hi, my name is Sean Doherty. I'm a composer and I'm based here in Dublin, but I'm from Derry. And uh, in Dublin, I am assistant professor in music in Dublin City University. And I'm here because I composed a piece for the wonderful Far Flung Trio. Uh, and the piece is called Radon. I composed it over Christmas and it's my first, it'll be my first time hearing it outside the computer rendition that I hear. And there's so many things in it, um, which you just can't hear through computer playback. There are so many um, nuances and extended techniques that I've written for the instruments that I will, I will never hear it uh, properly unless it's gonna be performed by real life performers. So this is such an amazing opportunity to, at the moment, it's been more than a year since I've worked with real life performers. So this is an incredible opportunity just to <laughs> even work with people again in, yeah. the, in the flesh. So it's for violin, accordion and double bass. Yeah, violin, accordion, double bass. And the piece itself is, um, so I took the opportunity during the lockdown to 
go back to Irish classes, and these were online through the Culturelan in Derry. He um, got us to translate a story from the school's collection, okay. which is an archive of folklore um, that was collected by the, the Irish Free State, as it was in the 1930s. And he got us to translate a story collected by uh, a girl called Anna Nigalhor from Kameen. This story um, she got from her dad, and her dad told her the story of the Rodon, the fairy's curse. And this fairy curse, fairy's curse said that if you eat the berry that is left on the vine after Halloween, then your body would shrink, your face would become all wrinkled, and you'd look like an old man before the year was out. There's a huge amount of sense in this story. Like, if, if you ate a berry that was left on the vine when it was kind of coming into winter, uh, and it could look beautiful and perfect on the vine, but it could be beginning to rot inside, and you could get very sick. And we thought, yeah, that's, it could seem like a, a load of old rot um, on the surface, but there's actually a good deal of kind of folk knowledge in that. So at a time whenever bacteria and viruses weren't understood and kind of disease vectors were mysterious, um, we had to depend on storytelling and the supernatural to get the message across, to get these health warnings across. We couldn't depend on the media, the government, the World Health Organization. So my piece, Radon, is a kind of musical imagining of the fairy's curse and the, the bellows of the accordion are like the, the lungs of the infected person, which become more and more congested and inflamed by a, an invisible, insidious force. And we don't know if it's the coronavirus or it could be the King of the Fairies, which is the name of an Irish traditional tune, um, which you might hear very faintly in the background. Actually, a lot of this music is kind of the stuff that I grew up playing, albeit now at a much higher level with fabulous musicians uh, collaborating with me. But uh, people often wonder what, what kind of repertoire did I play as a, a student, as a kid? Um, we're familiar with the accordion as a trad instrument, but actually I didn't really play any trad. The teacher that I had, Paddy Kavanagh, I mean, the repertoire was like that uh, folk-based music from, it could be a tango from Argentina, Spanish gypsy dance, um, something from the Balkans, a German waltz, a tune by Edith Piaf, maybe some arrangements of some smaller classical pieces, a little prelude by Bach or something like that. And then we also had, he had uh, an accordion orchestra, actually had four you know, from the wow. different levels, beginners, junior, intermediate, and senior. I know the senior orchestra, we were uh, playing arrangements of things like the Barber of Seville Overture, you know, that repertoire, Bach suites, whatever. So uh, all of this kind of repertoire is actually what I, I grew up playing. And um, what was it about the accordion then that originally drew you to it as a child? Well, I can remember very specifically what it was. It was uh, Nicole Coleman. <laughs> it would be so funny if she was listening to this and heard her name mentioned. When I was in uh, third class, uh, she was much older. She was in fourth class. And uh, she, was, she played the accordion and uh, very, very well. She was doing one of those little tours around the classrooms of the school playing Scott Joplin's Entertainer. 
And I just remember being mesmerized by how fantastic it was playing the melody in the right hand and playing the chords on the left hand. And we had one at home. So the accordion was still there in the, the wardrobe. And um, I came home, took it out, and I started kind of, you know, I put it flat on the bed and was kind of dragging. I didn't know how to attach it to myself. <laughs> I tried to play tunes and eventually I figured it out and uh, started to teach myself to play a few tunes. And about a year, maybe a year and a half later, when I hadn't given up, I was still playing every day, uh, my parents thought, OK, maybe we should send him for lessons now. I always wonder with um, other instruments, because I, I play the violin and I found after years of playing it that the bow hand is really the thing that's um, most fascinating to me. And it's kind of endless. You know, you could just work in it for forever and be entirely caught up in it. Um, so what specifically about the accordion? would you say is that for you well it's interesting that you said that the bow because uh, a lot of people let's say non-musicians would look at a violin and someone really look at the, the left hand the fingers flying up and down the fingerboard and I remember Maliki Robinson in fact even saying something very similar to me he said you go to the conservatory to study how to use a bow that that's really the the, the art of mm. playing and on the accordion quite similarly it's the bellows so your left hand, which is, is, is strapped in and opens and closes the bellows, functions very much like the bow. You know, you increase the pressure, of obviously, to get louder and less to get softer. But there's all those things like, you know, bl uh, you know, blending a note, just fading in, fading out, accents. All of those articulations are, you know, 90%, 80% by how you control the bellows. So, um, I'm, okay, the... the the fingers as well, like on the violin, uh, is part of the articulation and the sound production. But the, the bellows is really the lungs. I suppose it's an air, yeah. uh, you know, it's a wind instrument in a sense. Uh, that's the that's really where the the skill is, as much as the fingering and the textures that you have to actually, you know, put your hands into positions and so on. You can play the instrument, you can play like one decibel. You can play so soft with the tiniest control, but you've got to work to sustain the sound, you know, in that dynamic, like on any instrument. It's very hard to play pianissimo. It's easy to play loud, but to, to play like... I, I, sometimes I say it's a bit like an actor in a, a big theatre who can deliver a line, like a whisper, and everybody in the theatre can hear them if you do it well, but it's not easy to do. So you can play extremely soft, you can play loud as well. But um, an unusual thing is that the instrument doesn't actually have the same powerful resonance that even a violin has or a cello has. So sometimes you might appear up close that I'm playing as loud or louder than the musician beside me, but then you hear a recording from way back in the hall and a violin is overpowering me, you know, many times. I'd just like to say what an absolute pleasure it's been to put this together. And I, I feel like we've climbed a mountain together because just because of the situation, like it's been so challenging because this was meant, originally meant to be a live concert. And now we're digitizing it and making a beautiful film. Um, so, yeah, I'm just it's been such, such fun to work with you, Dermot, and put this together. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's just great that, OK, playing a live concert is wonderful. But then it's gone. Whereas this yeah. 
we have forever and like that's why I, I can't get yeah. over that one of the positive things of the last year um, we're going to have all these amazing recordings for Kaleidoscope for, for whatever This podcast was produced by me, Anya Gallagher, for Kaleidoscope, and it featured Leoba Petrie, Dermot Dunn and Sean Doherty. The concert premieres online at 8.30pm on Wednesday 5th of May and is available to view for seven days. Tickets are available at kaleidoscopenight.ie.